Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. Tracy, thanks so much for um, taking the time to chat with me. I want to open up by saying that I saw the film way back in August during opening weekend on the big screen where it was meant to be seen. And it was just so beautiful. So I just want to start off by saying thank you and congratulations on an outstanding job. Thank you. I appreciate that. I sort of want to start at the beginning of this with you. Um, When did you join the project and who approached you? Was it Lisa? Was it Jennifer? who was a producer herself on the project. What, how did you sort of get involved? Uh, no, it was Lisa Tommy, who I'd mm-hmm. known from theater for a very long time, one of my closest friends. And Jennifer, I believe had been attached for uh, officially and unofficially for a very long time because of her relationship with Aretha. And um, uh, they had a previous writer who had to drop out for because of other obligations. And uh, Lisa brought me on um, in May uh, before we were shooting in, uh, in October. So it's a very short process, but because we knew each other so well, it, it, had, it helped uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, in preparation for this interview, I read somewhere that you've said that you were really taken aback by when you learned of the upbringing that Aretha had and how she was surrounded by the sounds of Duke Ellington and Dina Washington and Ella Fitzgerald. Can you speak a little bit to, um, I guess, why that sort of took you back and surprised you sort of um, what she was surrounded by in her environment? I just didn't know. It was, it was just kind of funny. I, I just feel like everybody has their own Aretha in their heads. And yeah. I just, it's it's like, she's one of those artists because she's, her music is so profound that you think that you know her. You think that you know who she is and and I just sort of had this idea of her. I mean, I did know that her father was a famous minister, but I, you know, I just didn't, I didn't know what she was surrounded by growing up. And I mean, it wasn't just sort of even, it was in addition to Duke Ellington and all these guys and Dinah Washington and stuff like that. I mean, Smokey Robinson was her, her brother's best friend. You know, she played with, you know, uh, you know, the Staples sisters when she was growing up. She, you know, she played with Dinah Ross I mean, it was just, it was just kind of crazy that uh, this, this, this stew that she grew up in. And that was, that was just a, what was sort of most uh, inspirational about that is that in, in the midst of all this incredible genius, she still managed to rise up in that. So it just, that's just speaks to her, her extraordinary talent. Yeah. I want to circle back to your collaboration with Lisa, who obviously was a friend of yours way before um, this project started for you both. Um, What were those initial conversations like between her and you and what, you know, in in the vision that she wanted to try to capture? And was it sort of daunting? And did you feel like it was challenging and sort of you know, researching her upbringing, which isn't as necessarily as well documented as obviously um, when she was a star. Can you speak to sort of those challenges and um, staying yeah. true to her um, childhood? Um, yeah, it was, um, you know, it, it, it was daunting, but it was also, the, I, I, loved, I do love doing research. So that was, that was sort of a, uh, that was sort of in many ways, the most enjoyable part of the part of it because it was just a constant revelation. But, you know, we just uh, kept in mind that this this question 
uh, sort of at least opposed when, when she got the job was, you know, how does this woman with the greatest voice of all time find her own voice? So it was every sort of scene and every moment was sort of about answering that question. So then even sort of with the research, it was about how do you, how do you answer that question? And it was, it was sort of the, the, the mystery of it was, it was, it was the movie was figuring that out and, you know, understanding the, the challenges and the trauma of her childhood, uh, I, I think was uh, a key to, to answering sort of that, that question. So everything was in, in service of, of what is the answer to that question, you know? Yeah. Um, and along with just knowing Liesl so well for many years, was there also a comfort in that, you know, this was your first time writing for a feature film this was Liesl's first time directing a feature film. You were both in this sort of um, similar situation together. So along with being really good friends, was there also that sort of common bond that you both had in um, embarking on this uncharted territory for you both? Uh, uh, no, absolutely. I mm. mean, basically, as soon as as soon as I, I got the job, we basically lived together. Yeah. I mean, we talked every day, you know, and then literally... You know, the, the summer before, when I was writing over the summer, we rented the house. We rented a, we went to our, our friend's cabin upstate. We went to the North Fork. We went to all these different places just to hunker down and write. And then when we were in Atlanta filming, we lived together in a house in Atlanta. So we were just together 24 hours a day, seven days a week, basically, mm -hmm. for over six months. And it was invaluable to the process, you know, to have somebody who knows you so well, so to have somebody who could pull you out and that could pull her out and things like that to, literally to pray have someone you could pray with i mean it, i i i can't imagine uh making this movie without without with anyone else mm -hmm. um and speaking of a partnership um i believe that this your screenplay is based on the story by yourself along with um callie corey who's the oscar-winning screenwriter of thelma and louise was there a working relationship there or were you basically um, given something that Kelly worked with, and did you have some sort of Tracy specific um, changes to the story that was already there? I uh, know when I was, I didn't, uh, I haven't uh, met Kelly. I oh. didn't never met Kelly, and I never uh, sort of read her, her what she wrote because she was uh, there was I believe that there was a conflict uh, just in terms of she, she got too busy. So I there was I didn't have anything to do their script. Uh, the script I wrote was from scratch. Oh, wow! Yeah. Um, I, I want to know, you obviously talked about the research before in, you know, her childhood, and, and I would love to get a sense of what your interactions were like with Aretha's family. I know that um, her niece and her cousin were really helpful throughout the process. Can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I was constantly sort of, I was constantly rewriting the script while we were uh, filming. And, you know, I just... Uh, I remember, you know, there were moments when her cousin would sit next to me, her her, her niece would sit next to me, and we, they would just talk to me about her, and the, the many things that they said in the conversations uh, ended up ended up in the script, you know, just 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 sort of details, just in terms of the way she spoke. Literally, I, I mean, at one point, uh, the, her cousin the cousin was like, you know, Risa always saying to this, she always faced the audience in this way. And we, we, we turned the piano completely around to, to accommodate that. So there's just sort of nothing like having the family there and having the family endorse this movie. And, and the fact that they love this movie was um, actually one of the, one of the most profound experiences uh, of this process during this process. 
Mm -hmm. And you mentioned just now how because of the family's involvement throughout the filming, there were revisions. And I believe you were brought on in May um, to write the script and filming started just a few months later in September. So was there a lot of sort of on the fly, last minute um, revisions that you were making to the script while filming was still going on? And uh, Yeah, I was writing up until the last day of shooting. Yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> up until the last day of shooting. It was just sort of a constant constant uh process uh mm. for so many different reasons and you know i have to give uh, hats off to to jennifer and the wonderful cast that they just you know uh, were able to just take those new pages and stuff like that and, and run with it you know mm -hmm. um respect obviously follows your equally outstanding work with fossey verdon um which is also obviously a true story. Um, can you talk about how, if at all, there may be differences when you approach writing about real people versus a fictional narrative? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when you have uh, a fictional narrative, there's just a lot of a lot of leeway, just in terms of things that you can say, the things that you can imagine. Uh, but you know, with Fossey Burden, some you 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 know, there's a, there's a story there. Yeah. And but but the, the one thing that still remains true is that you have to figure out who this character is. So it's it's like it was like I'm not writing about Bob Fosse, the legend. I'm not writing about Aretha Franklin, the legend or Gwen Verdon, the legend. I'm writing about a character named Gwen Verdon who grew up in these circumstances, a character named Bob Fosse who grew up in these circumstances. And what, what if somebody grew up this way, what would happen? So it, it, it ends up being sort of the same. In, in in a way, but I just the only difference being I didn't make up their childhood, their childhood, mm -hmm. their their past was their is their past, and it's 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 about if you finding meaning in it, and how that that past uh, interpreting how that past influenced their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love to touch on the casting of Respect, which is so just amazing. Obviously, you have Jennifer Hudson at the head of it, but Audra McDonald, Forrest Whitaker, Mark Maron, Tate Donovan, Mary J. Blige. It's truly like such an A-list cast. And I'm interested to know if as the writer, um, if you had any involvement at all in the casting process. I know you came on, you know, shortly before filming. So if you didn't, um, and if you knew the cast, who they were already, did that sort of have any effect while writing, knowing who the actors would be playing these characters? Uh, yes, I mean, definitely. I mean, obviously, I, 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 mean, I didn't know Jennifer personally, but I was, you know, sort of very familiar with her and, and her work. Um, and I, I was there when um, Lisa was, was very generous and I was there when she when she met with Marlon and, you know, and we talked to him together. And so. Um, you know, as as the cast sort of came together, it's, it's very helpful because you know they just have sort of specific ways of speaking, and you know they were they were all sort of working with a vocal coach. So once I had those voices in my head, the rewriting and stuff process, uh, I think it went smoother because mm -hmm. I knew I I was I, I knew the rhythm of their speech. Um, so that 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 is actually really 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 helpful when you. Uh, in particular, in Marlon's case, uh, because there was very little about uh, very little sort of uh, video of Ted White talking, and so it was very helpful to, to, to sort of have Marlon's version of Ted in my head. Yeah, I thought he was terrific in this movie. You know him so well in comedy, but for him to sort of 
breakthrough now as a dramatic actor. I think that it was really um, something you've never seen before from him. So um, yeah, great job with, you know, his character that you fleshed out in the script. Definitely. I want to ask a similar question though, about Jennifer. She was obviously part of this project for many, many years before you came on. So I'm curious if during your writing process, if you were always cognizant of that as well, that you weren't just writing about Aretha, but you were writing about Aretha that Jennifer Hudson specifically was going to play. And if there were any, um, I guess, subtleties in how you wrote because you knew that in your head while writing. Yes, yes. Jennifer actually did. She did speak up a number of times, um, especially when I was rewriting stuff, it, just in terms of the, of, 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 uh, the words uh, that Aretha would use because she did know her. So, you know, she sort of know, knew what kind of language she would use when she was angry, what kind of language she would use when she was trying to, when she was giving an interview, when she was being more formal, what kind of language she would use when she was with family. So she was able to really, in, 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 in several scenes, you know, sort of give suggestions for, you know, um, sort of maybe a, 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 a different word here or a different inflection here that, that, I, that I found was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And can you speak about how, you know, you were able to work with her, not just as Jennifer, the, you know, actress, but also Jennifer, the producer, what that dynamic was like between you and her? Well, you know, she was just very, Jennifer's just a very, um, uh, very spiritual, kind, generous person. So, you know, um, there wasn't any sort of, I wasn't like hiding from her on set yeah. or <laughs> anything like that. You yeah. know, if she had any um, uh, uh, issues or she had if she had anything change, she would either, you know, go to Lisa and me and Lisa would talk about it or she would just come to me directly. So there was actually, her as producer, it was, it was, it was just very, it was, very, it was just very sort of easy. And there was sort of no lording over anything or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about sort of the trajectory of your career over the past several years, because you're obviously well known in theater, but over the last few years, you've now made way onto television and now into film. Um, Was this sort of a concerted effort for where you wanted to go with your career as of recently, or is this simply where the work started percolating from? Well, uh, when I started out writing play by when I started writing plays, I was very naive and I thought I could make a living doing that. Yeah. And then I realized quickly I couldn't. And so then I TV when TV came along, I was just amazing for many reasons, creatively, but also insurance and all those kind of things. And I and I um, you know and I thought about you know writing a film. Obviously, I wanted to, but I never imagined that this would be my first movie. You know, I thought I'd write some independent movie that maybe maybe if I was lucky, we'd get into some festivals and yeah. maybe something bigger from there. But to have this be uh, my first movie is a, is a uh, an honor that I don't take for granted. Yeah. And for my um, last question, I would love to know if there's any projects you're currently working on or about to work on that we have to look forward to. Um, I'm just developing um, a several projects. I'm, I'm, I'm working with FX on a, on a couple of things that are uh, percolating. I'm actually going to have a meeting about it soon, so uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say just yet. But that's that's what I'm doing. That's great. Well, we're looking forward to that. Um, but again, thanks so much for um, having this discussion about your work on Respect, Tracy. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for talking with me. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to The Hollywood Podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.